0: Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And we're here for your weekly dose of Dice and Salt. This week we have episode 80, The Welcome We Expected. And uh, I think we all kind of saw this one coming. <laughs> You're not going to get into Ustalav that easily. But uh, I guess we open the episode on the banks of the path. I guess is their last time that they'll be in Last Wall for... At least a book, probably more.
1: Yep, real close to a ferry crossing, which has very clearly been abandoned. All the boats are uh, on the last wall side and just waiting to be used by the PCs to cross. All except for Uhtred, who's going to ride yeah, yeah. his Phantom Steed, because his Phantom Steed yep. can uh, water walk at this point. And the boys decide to have a race. Randolph and Uhtred decide they're racing across. So, you know... <laughs> All I have to say is good on you for racing to the other side so you can face the ambush alone, Uhtred. Yep. I 100% called this one coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and did. And I should
1: note, there was, there was a need for speed brought on by the fact that elxi identified that there was something squirming on some brand new fortifications, some, uh, what do you call it, right. bikes or crosses or something like that. Kind of a you know ramshackle type of fortification, a quick one to put up, but. There were some wooden spikes, and something was impaled on one of the spikes and still moving. So we're, uh, they're, they're racing their way across, and uh, somewhere in here is we're getting prepared. Cricks, a.k.a. the Crimson Herald, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Witcher, as uh, Nick <laughs> points out. Yeah, he, to which he's... Matt says, no, not at all, not at all, and then promptly you know, does everything exactly, because apparently he's never seen The Witcher or
0: played the video games. Which he should you know, do both, because they're
1: he both very good. He should educate himself. He should yeah. educate himself. He really should yeah we we finally probably, get to uh yeah we finally get to delve in to yeah have, we finally uh, get to uh
0: to learn what Cricks his class is and uh I'm just gonna say it now I was right partially he is in fact a vigilante that's why he has the uh the split personalities which was pretty cool uh he yeah, also mul- which
1: I was just gonna say means he's not insane necessarily
0: doesn't have to be I think you've got to be a touch insane to be a vigilante I mean Bruce Wayne is a little bit insane.
1: <laughs> I don't know is, is he really insane Or is he just the only one that sees the world Clearly I mean mm. I mean we'll
0: see <laughs> But uh, he does actually end up Multiclassing he uh, takes I think he Says three levels in Alchemist vivisectionist To get his uh, sneak attack, because apparently his mystic bolts aren't going to level up quite as well as you would like. So the ability to add sneak attack will probably keep his character, at least damage-wise, viable for for longer as they go into... Yeah, because God
1: forbid Matt should ever play a character that can't kick out damage like, you know, no tomorrow. I know, right?
0: It, it's going mean, to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle you for him. A role
1: play <laughs> choice that hurts your damage output, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a first for Matt, I think.
1: I know he's he's stretching himself there, really stretching himself. Now, I, I uh, the vivisectionist, uh, I think, is uh, neat. It kind of gives you uh rogue stuff and then you get the, uh, whatever they are, the, the alchemist stuff, the,
0: yeah, you can do the, uh, the crafting with the elixirs.
1: Yeah, that's right. The elixirs. That's the word I was searching for. Yeah. And, so uh, so you can pop some of those and get some
0: superpowers. They're, they're pretty useful uh, actually. Um, especially oh, if no. he's also got like the mutagens, like I think he said he does. Yep. No, he those has can the mutagens be and the elixirs. really useful. Yeah. yeah. They're,
1: they're a lot of fun. I, mm-hmm. Again, uh, home campaign we've got a character who's playing a rat folk vivisectionist and we joke that when she pops her mutagen she goes mighty
0: mouse (laughs) i've actually got a a player in one of my games who's playing just i think just a straight alchemist and they use the you know the mutagens and the elixirs all the time and you know i i think I don't know if Matt mentioned it in the episode or if I'm mishearing it, but like the bombs that they get, they say they don't—they don't keep up, but they—they they really do. They <laughs> alchemists get bombs that hit against touch AC, and they're pretty bad <laughs> for, I think, for the GM.
1: I think the vivisectionist drops the bombs, but I could be
0: wrong. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I don't think the vivisectionist gets them, but they're not as bad as some people were. I guess saying they were. Yeah, there's the splash and other stuff. There's a lot of.
1: There's a lot of things uh, I've noticed in uh, just role-playing games in general where people say, oh, this isn't as good because it doesn't have the obvious output or benefit or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's some less obvious output or benefit or something, and that turns out to be far more devastating or far more effective than the good old-fashioned uh, you know, 10-die-6 fireball approach You because know, it's just not obvious. People aren't
0: as interested in it. Right. It's not going to do I'm like very... 15 D6 in one hit. Right, right.
1: But, you know, since it does 5 over 4 turns or something like that, 5 every turn over 4 turns, well, maybe it's... I don't know.
0: I mean, in the upper levels, the alchemist gets multiple bombs per round, and they hit against touch ACs. So, you know, even if you're doing, you know, 3d6 per bomb, if you've got 4 bombs, you're still doing 12d6 worth of damage. So
1: Yeah, no, it it can totally add up. I, I think that's the... The thing you got to do I mean, to me, you know, you got to explore some of these classes, and some of them suck. I mean, some of the archetypes and all that stuff, it's they suck, but some of them they've got some neat tricks in there. And if you're using those tricks, it can be pretty devastating,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely.
1: All right, so bringing it back after discovering he's a viv- vigilante vivisectionist who pops his mutagen so he gets his decks way up there, and yeah, 28 decks jealous, yeah, Utrid's <laughs> jealous because that's a plus nine mod. And then we find out less than a minute later, Utrid's packing a plus ten mod.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he was—he's quite so jealous, but maybe he was. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was jealous because someone was uh, moving in on his, his turf. Stick. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> and then Utrid closes in and uses his goggles to determine if the thing squirming on the stake is uh, alive or dead or undead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, the goggles and, that. Uh, Alex is kind of regretting giving to the party, I think, because they can just get a, an instant, uh, is it alive, dead, undead, you know, and normally, you know, you wouldn't get that kind of information. She got close enough to be ambushed.
1: Uh, true. That's true. I kind of like it because I actually was not a fan of the, uh, whatever that, the thing he's doing, the fear resistance in the campaign.
0: Oh, yeah. There's so no like, fear immunity. It's just... Um...
1: Yeah, I kind of don't... I didn't like that. If someone chose to play a paladin, in my mind, they should, they should be immune to the fear. I mean, there's so much psychological that you can deliver, I think, that counts maybe better than fear, where you're getting at the player... Not so much the character, but I think this was a was a fair trade off. They can now check it out and see, and then you know that's fair. But Utrid uh, goes up, gets close enough to see, but not too, what he thinks is not too close. And boom, ambush triggers. Yep. Turns out whatever is wriggling on that stake is alive, but only barely. But then the undead come out to stomp him.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a man impaled. It's just bait on a hook. Absolutely. In fact, that's my note. I know, not it's... a man.
1: It's bait. I love it.
0: But yeah, and I,
1: we get uh, they got to face a cairn white, which has, you know, if he kills you, you come up as a spawned white and it just gets horrible.
0: Yeah. They also uh, have a, another troop mechanic fight where they're fighting a yep. troop of bloody skeletons, which not great. They're not like the worst thing to fight, but like they will come back. Like if you don't yeah. take very specific steps to destroy them once they're down, you know they get right back up—not immediately, but you know they can really mess with your day. Like if you're going through a dungeon or something, and you come across these things, and you don't know that, or you don't roll high enough on your knowledge check to know that, then you know <laughs> you might end up getting ambushed from behind and not realize it. So
1: yeah, that uh, coming back after an hour. And then you know they come back at one hit point, and then the fast heal kicks in and brings them back up to full. That's just nasty. Mm-hmm. That is nasty. And I just want to say here that I just still enjoy the heck out of the fight music. Oh, uh, in the, the series.
0: Matt's choice of music is is always great. It's just well, it's the fight music good. has been consistent
1: through this AP mm-hmm. in the background the whole time, and it just I just still tickles me.
0: It's it's good. I like it. I, I think he uses Sirenscape to get all that, which is a good choice. They've got a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know where it's sourced from, if that's originally from Andrew or not. But whatever it is, it's great.
0: Yeah, no, I think I, I think I asked a while back whether or not Andrew was still doing the actual music. I think I'd asked for when they were doing the book two retrospective. It didn't make it oh, into okay. that episode because Matt, Matt just answered when I sent him the question. But apparently all of their music comes from him recording Sirenscape. Oh, okay. Yeah
1: other than the intro and outro I guess
0: or right the intro of tyrant's grasp yeah the intro and exit that was done before that's that's still andrew that's that's still him but the 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 stuff in the middle that's it's all sirenscape
1: all right so ambush has been triggered fight ensues Elksy's in the boat trying to help hurry things along with her profession sailor which and uh i mean she's doing <laughs> by the way she's doing she's sailing the ship
0: yeah i i don't i don't know how that would work Alex just says she puts a rope in her mouth and pulls, but like...
1: Uh, You know, if there's there's a little sail up or something to help you get across, I mean, you could be adjusting the sail and pulling a rope could adjust the sail to catch the wind better. I mean, there's there's a conceivable way that it could be helpful. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it also makes for great comic yeah. relief because Randolph and Thalias just roll for trash. So, you know, Elksy's the only one making a roll. Yeah. So a couple of rounds have to pass before the boat can get there. However, Crix jumps up into the air and flies over and then Arginus unloads with a couple of fireballs.
0: Yeah, trying to take out the uh the troop.
1: Yep. Nick had started the fight off with a... uh ice storm Mm -hmm. only to find out that they're immune to cold yeah so you know because he fired before he did the knowledge check
0: yeah do knowledge checks first try to keep yeah they'll keep you from wasting spells
1: as we're talking about Elksy doing the profession sailor here i just i want to say i want to see Elksy as a full class pc type of npc right i mean yeah sure the gm's running her but i want her to have a full class i want her to have powers and abilities i don't want her to just be an elk i want the the full deal
0: what class would you make her? I want her to be a cleric. Interesting. I want her to, to
1: be a cleric and to be following Pharasma in the quote-unquote right way. And that's why she's, you know, looking down at Thalaeus right now. Mm-hmm. That's why she's got the squinty eye, because he wasn't doing it the right way, the ferasman <laughs> way.
0: I mean, right? it could be interesting. He knows
1: that now. She knows that now. Yeah. She's awakened and she can reach out. And,
0: you know. I assume she probably had conversations with Arasni or something off screen. and.
1: Well, she, sure. She's had them with Arasni. But, I mean, what I'm picking up, and, and this is, again, early and we could still be ambushed by Alex. But what I'm picking up is she made her, you know, she awakened her and now Elsie's on her own with her choices and stuff. And she's chosen to come along with Arasni, chosen to fight Tarbaphon, chosen to join back up with the team. And so... Yeah, I want to see her, you know, as a as a cleric, man. You know, full-blown uh, caster, healer, uh, get it done. Maybe show Randolph up. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you could maybe go like, you know, go Inquisitor or pick a neat cleric archetype or uh, War Priest or something like that, you know, to make it a little more something that maybe might mesh with the elk side of it a little better, but mm-hmm. still give her some of those things. And then, you know pick and choose the options that make her more cleric-y and less war priesty or whatever. It would be you know that sort of thing. I th- I think there's some good room out there to create that kind of a thing.
0: I I don't I don't see any you know, I don't I don't have a problem with her being a, a full NPC. I think it would be really interesting, um to have a, a former companion now awakened animal to be a full fledged like npc with class levels i think it would be hilarious and and i don't know i think it'd be fun
1: well you know i'm just saying if i'm gonna buy into another npc that's ultimately going to get killed you know, right in some gm fiat because it helps him tell the story <laughs> damn it i want some real buy-in
0: yeah i make want a some s-
1: character that i can love get me in there hard you know if you're gonna
0: attach us to her you might as well go all the way make it to exactly. where exactly just really twist the knife at the end when Alex eventually ends up, you know, killing her in a horribly brutal fashion, because you know, it's coming. It's Alex. I mean, we,
1: we lost Yondo twice,
0: (laughs) you know, so far
1: we've lost Elksy once Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, dig it in, dig it deeper. And, you know, let's have it be an Elksy loss three times. I mean, really get it to us. You know, we get through the thing, we get through, you know, we've been through the first one and we got her back and now we go through a second and we get her back, oh, wow, great, whew, and it's heart-wrenching and all that, and then splat. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, up your game, Alex, that's what I'm saying, up your game. I mean... I'm going to regret those words, I know I'm going to regret those words, he's, oh, he's going to be horrible. Oh,
0: 100% you're going to regret those words, but it'll be a good story, and I'm here for that, so... I think the next thing we have to talk about is the fact that I, I told Alex that my dice were not power dice... Uh, they have my luck attached to them and uh, And, that is on full display
1: (laughs) let me be clear dear listener Alex is no longer allowed to use power dice when he runs power dice are only for players (laughs) i because apparently i hadn't made that clear enough before i mean i use my power dice
0: when i'm running my games but you know i also have terrible dice luck on my own so it's really only a small boost for me i've only managed to kill one pc in three now four books so you know they're doing good
1: (laughs) yeah you know and you know looking back it was a horrific horrible death that made the monster that much cooler so i You know, maybe the Power Dice delivered what they were supposed to. What Alex really wanted in his heart. You know, (laughs) a brutal, horrific character death. Just saying.
0: I mean, if that's what he wants to do, if that's what he needs to do, he should uh, maybe take him out of the vault every so often. Be like, this is a special episode. This is a special fight, you know, for the big fights. I
1: think think Nick has made clear he's only allowed to use them when he's playing, so he can only use them in War for the Crown right now.
0: I, I disagree. We have to
1: stick behind that because we need Alex to be responsible with those dice or he may TPK him. Because when it starts going wrong, Alex doesn't stop. <laughs> he goes, oh my God, it's wrong. It's horrible. Oh, oh. Roll again. Oh, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Keep rolling it. It's horrible. It's horrible. Keep rolling it. Oh gosh, maybe I should have stopped like
0: three rolls ago. Nah. Roll it again. <laughs> But I like that kind of (laughs) stuff. I'm not sure I would like a TPK because it would maybe derail the whole story. But, you know, I like when Alex gets a little bit brutal with the PCs. It's fun. It's definitely fun to listen to, even if it is horrifying. So what you're saying is is
1: when Thalaeus bought it right there from that insectoid critter whose name I no longer forget,
0: no longer remember, Um, you were like, yeah give it (laughs) to only afterwards in the moment i was screaming why why did you do this (laughs) and then afterwards i was like yeah it was fun
1: (laughs) yeah somehow i don't think that's the prevailing opinion probably uh, not probably
0: not i'm probably coming off pretty badly here in this episode maybe maybe a little bloodthirsty you
1: can cut it out (laughs) so the uh, players they get into it and they clean up the undead and uh Crix keeps up his, uh, I'm sorry, the Crimson Herald mm-hmm. he's keeps in keeps his up his rhyming. He's in
0: his vigilante state, so he is Crimson yep. Herald.
1: And and he's, you know, when he's got the time, he's putting together some good ones, I think. I mean, they're, you know, the rhyme is there, but it's not, uh, you know, not overpowering.
0: I said last episode that, you know, this stuff would probably end up getting to me, but I'm going to go ahead and change that, change my answer on that one. Matt does a very good job with it. I'm actually enjoying it. It's not every time, it's not every line, it's not even, you know, it's mostly just in battle, I guess, and there's not a whole lot of talking in battle, so I think it walks that line of being funny, and, you know, he's he's very good with the rhyming, and not, you know, just smacking you in the face with it all the time.
1: Yeah, he's doing a good job of trying to spread it out, although I did notice when they do save the guy, get him off the
0: spike. The hook? (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they take the bait off the hook mm-hmm. and decide to let the bait go free and they heal him and everything. I did notice there that the Crimson Herald was wanting to say more and was struggling to rhyme a little, seemed like mm-hmm. it, a little bit in that, you know, shorter and not having sort of as much time to prepare it. Like when he goes into battle, you know, to fight the ambush and it's, you know, this affront to mine senses is rather perceptible. Your continued existence is deemed unacceptable. You know, he's had time to prep that. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty, that comes out great and then he goes into it and he doesn't do a lot of talking he's beating everything up but then when he's trying to tell the guy yeah you you can go we don't need you no no you can go we don't need you and uh, for some reason Randolph and our genius are trying to go no no we need you as our own personal pet (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what they were doing terrorizing NPCs boys terrorizing NPCs yeah it
0: it seemed rather odd because they either the players didn't remember or they were just messing with the guy because they don't need the fairy anymore they don't need a sailor to come with them so it felt like they were just antagonizing this poor man.
1: Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't quite get it either. I, as far as I was concerned, because um, they did something to the Troop of Bloody Skeletons to make sure they don't come back.
0: They used the bead of bless.
1: The bead of bless, got it. Mm-hmm. So they could have totally have sailed back with that guy across and then come back over. Or Uhtred could have said, here, jump on my Phantom Steed, and then rode him across and brought him back. Yeah. Since, you know, the Phantom Steed has all that time. I mean, that's something
0: that could have been allowed. Yeah. Apparently, they just weren't thinking about this man's well-being, and they were just either intentionally messing with him or unintentionally. yeah,
1: that too. Plus, you know, by taking the ferry back, they now have no way of escaping right? There's no way to get back across the river. Not that by the time they got back here, the boat wouldn't have been moved or someone else would have messed with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Now there are no boats on the Ustalab side of the river.
0: Yeah, because they eventually relent and let this guy essentially go on his way. They put him on the ferry. They <laughs> There's a joke about that the guy asked if they'll shove him off and, <laughs> and Randolph is like, what? No, it's not run aground. He's <laughs> like, well did you parallel park the boat? Because your only other option is running it aground. That's how you would get off the boat on the shore. <laughs> and that just it made me laugh. The thought of, of
1: <laughs> Yeah, the idea that running into ground is bad boat driving. Yeah. yeah.
0: The idea that, oh, you know, he parallel parked it. <laughs>
1: yeah i just i brought it in you know backed it up boop, right to the loading dock and yeah. all.
0: so they, they send this poor defenseless man with no weapons and no armor on his way through uh apparently two full countries to get back to his family and
1: hey at least they didn't let him go back to vigil because remember he was talking about getting to vigil at one point and they're like oh yeah no i mean at least they stopped that because that would have been going right into the the maw
0: of the beast yeah i assume that place is so crawling with undead we'll need a whole campaign just to clear it out
1: that's that's i'm sure that's super bad
0: uh after that
1: they uh they're in yeah they're
0: in verilich they're are they in verilich or yeah it's verilich right not ustalav yet
1: well it's ustalav but i guess it's also verilich which i guess is where the uh whispering tyrant was born in the first place he conquered when he became a lich. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's a nasty, necromatic place, and there's scrub vegetation at best. And then, like, the goats and the deer and other animals that are there are bloodthirsty attackers. I mean, they'll attack you and stuff. I mean, that was the description. So, I, you know, just yuck.
0: Sounds like a, like a not-so-nice place. And uh, I guess they're going to have to end up destroying these witch gates, which, from the beginning of the episode, we, we realized that they didn't ask what those look like. They have no idea what they're looking for. They didn't ask Arasny any information. They're just like, "Cool, we'll go do that." And then they get here and they're like, "What were we supposed to do? What is it we're looking for?" <laughs>
1: Now what the hell are we looking for again oh witch gates right how do we know what those are do those radiate
0: magic do those
1: what do those do yep.
0: so yeah that'll be an interesting seeing how they they play off of that but uh that brings us pretty much to the end of the episode and i guess next episode we'll uh finally enter into verilich proper see how it goes i wonder how verilichy along it <laughs> and that does it for us this week you can find us and the players on Inspired Incompetence Discord links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com I'm Lady Toast and I'm Lord Richter we'll see you next week bye bye